Limp Biscuits in the house, y'all. baby we back in full effect uh pumping out those fat jams from the late 90s to the early 2000s or 2021 or 2021 oh because because today we're talking about limp biscuits new album still still sucks First of all, dude, I love this artwork. Can I just say that? Like, it's, it is really good. It's so stupid and wacky. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you guys haven't seen it, it just is like the whole Limp Biscuit crew, and they're just like on a floor in a house with like some 1950s mom looking character smoking a ciggy and vacuuming. Vacuuming, yeah. Right. Um, but there's a flat screen in the background with yeah. some weird face on it. There's all kind. You just have to look it up. It's it's very strange. I but I do um, I do like the the album art. Uh, you know, it's no hot dog flavored water chocolate starfish, <laughs> but it is good nonetheless. So we're talking about still sucks limp biscuit. Uh, I think our review will be a little bit better than. Uh, Anthony Fantano's. I don't know if you saw his review no, of the album. No, what did what did he say? Um literally nothing. The for 15 minutes he ate a sandwich and like chips and like he said nothing for like 15 minutes. So he, he didn't like it. <laughs> and he didn't even give it a score or anything. He just said, "Hey everyone, Anthony Fantano here." And then it was just eating for 15 minutes <laughs> so i think this will be a little bit more entertaining <laughs> than that <laughs> i wonder if i watch the whole video i just as soon as he does shit like that sometimes where like he'll he'll just like i think he's kind of like self-aware of like him being kind of a shit poster on the album you know he's just kind of being like ha 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 this album kind of is is what it is you know um but i wonder if that's if there's like some point in the video where he actually does like because people are probably you know you know 10 seconds ahead you know fast forwarding it i wonder if like there's one point where he puts the score in there and i missed it or something you know i just (laughs) i'm not gonna watch 15 minutes of someone eating a sandwich i kind of hope that he doesn't say anything in it that's kind of he funny to me. He he didn't for what I saw, and it just was fast for. I fast forwarded through like the whole thing. It was just, <laughs> it was ridiculous. But anyways, we're gonna talk a little bit more in depth. Probably not too crazy because honestly, this out al- we you've heard us talk about Limp Biscuit before, and if you haven't, you should go listen to those episodes. I think they're really fun. I fun for us, yeah. anyways. Um, but Limp Biscuit still sucks. You want to start right off the bat with uh, Out of Style. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, man. Track one. <clears throat> um, you know, Limp, Limp Biscuit's back doing the same shit yeah. that they left off on. Yeah. Am uh, I right? Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, first of all, um, 
this is a great way to start the album actually i think this is a banger of a track i mean it's just it's new medley through and through it's Mm -hmm. got that rap rock vibe that uh put them on the map so to speak and uh it's got west borland's weird ass riffs which this riff is something out of this world it's it's pretty killer um i i think fred's voice hasn't sounded this good for like a long time i think his voice sounds pretty good album as a whole but like i just noticed like everything was just upped production wise i feel like that makes sense though you know 20 years between like some of their biggest albums and now you know definitely times have changed production wise so yeah definitely and they capitalized on it for sure yes definitely. and you can tell but this song this song actually rips it does it was a very strong start to this album <laughs> <laughs> to, to an otherwise somewhat mediocre experience <laughs> yeah which well i'm sure we'll yeah we'll get i into have some that. final thoughts that i really my final thoughts are the only thing that i really needed on this but we should still go song by song a little bit at least yeah but we don't have to spend too much time on it so honestly that's that's out of style it just is it has these really nice lows this really hyped up uh you know uh limp biscuit style of um new metal uh you know and it has some of their all their signatures are just in this song you know i think even in the beginning he yells out like dj lethal and like you know he uh everyone gets to shine on this on this track and it's a good way to start and then it kind of you know it goes other places from there (laughs) do you have anything else on out of style other than this song is a dang banger I don't. That's my second favorite song on this album. Ooh, okay, okay. Ooh, spoiler. I think you guys probably already know what the first one is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dirty Dirty Rotten Biscuit, uh, which is the second track. Um, I feel like the the same same sort of things can be said about about uh, this track as Out of Style. It's it's very much Limp Biscuit, the new metal thing from the early 2000s, late 90s. Um, John Otto's drumming, though, I think is really heavy hitting in this track, and it's huge. It's so it's so big, man. It just sounds great. Um, this is where I notice, like again, the the production, the clean modern production coming out in the mm-hmm. album. And um, I'm not necessarily a fan of the chorus on this one. I don't know what it is. There's, like, something where it almost seems like it's a little bit, like, I don't know if it's out out of tune or it doesn't seem like it's right. Like, I don't know. There's something about it. Maybe you can... Maybe you can help me formulate oh, my thoughts, but I I really like the chorus. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know what I it like is. the. Like, I didn't hear anything out of it. tune, but I like the way he like has those draggy parts, and yeah. then he comes in with that punchy like the fucking Fred Durst shit. <laughs> yeah. But I I like it. He I, he kind of blended all my favorite parts of him into one. Sure. I think maybe it's just more of the clean sort of singing that bothered me, not necessarily the like the you know <laughs> some of the, the fattest shit I've ever seen. Yeah, no, none of that. But um, I yeah. I, other than that, I mean, this is another to me. You know, first listen through, 
the first two tracks so far, I'm thinking, okay, we're on a good start. You know, yeah, this is yeah, this song is good too. It's in the top handful of songs on the album. Right, right, definitely. And you know, the train is moving, we're rolling, and then we get right on into dad vibes. Unless you had anything Ooh. else on uh, Dirty no. Rotten Biscuit. Let's talk about dad vibes. Let's talk about it. This song is so fucking good. It is. It's just so good. It, it's it, such a good song. It, it really is, man. This is uh this is more um I don't know, this is like a perfect mixture of the sort of rap rock sound, but if they if we brought it to the modern age, I think. Like mm-hmm. I mean, they they definitely relied heavy on just the basic drum like DJ drum beats sort of in the beginning. Um, you know, very much just that kind of boom bappy sort of like you know that kind of basic drum beat with these kind of odd sounds in the background then we bring in uh to the chorus which has uh honestly i think west borland's weird <laughs> but <Yeah>. like <laughs> and, and like his guitar work is some of the strangest stuff it's it can be very simple, but it's like, how would you think of that? You know, like I, it's just kind of weird little, um, I don't know. I, he, he does a fantastic job. And I think that this guitar riff on, on the chorus that they kind of use through it, um, is great. I mean, it's just it fantastic. Is. And without Wes Borland's guitar, I mean, it's basically just a hip hop, hip hop song. Yeah. You know? Exactly. He's what really pushes it into the to the rock category. Uh, what does Dad got the sag in the back with a drip mean? I think he's he's talking about maybe he's still sagging his pants, you know. And he's looking <laughs> okay, good. That makes sense. And he's looking that good. Makes sense. Okay. <laughs> right? Yeah, maybe. I I don't I don't fucking know. I don't know. It's hard to it's hard for me to identify what he means in any of the songs, but. This is for sure, for sure, in my top three Limp Bizkit songs. Yeah. Like, of all time. Yeah. It's so good. It is it is really good. And hearing it, because um, they played it at the, the Lollapalooza set or whatever they did um, as they were walking yeah. off stage. And at the time, I was kind of like, okay, this is, a, this is a little weird. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. this is... All right, we'll see what happens. But then they they put out the like clean track of it, you know, not playing on an amplifier to hundreds of thousands of people or whatever, um, and that started to grow on me like a lot. And then it was just like this track is so good. Uh, it's I'm I'm a little hesitant to say whether it should be like longer or not, or if it's like the exact perfect length. I think it might just be the perfect length it's it's only like a little bit longer than two minutes or some and uh it's 212 i think yeah and yeah yeah. so it's it's super short but like i think overall it's it's got just the it's got just the best like uh feel the best like sound to it and it really is just uh again it kind of shows their like self-awareness you know Especially that, you know, if we go back to even Out of Style and, you know, Dirty Rotten Biscuit and then Dad Vibes, it's all like this self-aware, 
Like we know who we are. You know, we're not trying to yep. do anything crazy. We're not trying to get anybody to uh, like us. You either like us or you don't. And we're just kind of here to put out another album. You know, and I it's... mean, they name their album still sucks. <laughs> right. They yeah. Know, they know. Right. Exactly. Which is definitely like a total like late 90s early 2000s way to like name your album too like especially like a like a greatest hits compilation or something like that too Mm -hmm. like where you know like you you picture like someone like um i think uh i think no effects like did a an album that's that's like no effects sucks live or something like that or like you know if people did like a compilation of their greatest hits it's like it's like the worst the, the worst of you know such and such artist you know versus yeah. the best of you know um it's yeah it's all self-aware you know and which i just kind of am like yeah you know this this album could have been uh totally a knockout of the park and stuff like that but Beyond just it, was, it wasn't yeah beyond just being like a fan of you know most of what they've done musically um even some of their older stuffs are definitely not a hit out of the park either you know just no. just looking back and realistically thinking about them so um, but anyways it seems like a good time can we just discuss how good Fred Dursk and the, I assume it's mostly him, and the other members of Limp Bizkit are, are at marketing. They're so yeah. good. This guy, yeah. Dad Vibes, I'm sure they fucking knew that this song was going to be huge. Yeah. It's an amazing song. So what a perfect single. Right. And he dressed up according, like, to, to get people's attention yeah. to the point where I feel like he knew that he was going to be just a just a widely used Halloween costume. Yeah. And then they dropped their album on Halloween. Yeah. Because, and dad vibes is so good that if buying music was still a thing, which it, maybe it should be, but like, I would have bought the album just because dad vibes is so good. Like the rest of the album is probably going to be really amazing too. They're so good. He's so smart. Yes, definitely. I mean, just, just look up like, look up their Lollapalooza set and just see how Fred Durst was dressed and like yeah is it is it a wig yeah yeah definitely is it yeah okay. I'm I'm like I'm 90% sure he's bald like or that's what I thought yeah so but he has the yeah he has kind of the gray wig with the with a Fu Manchu. I don't is that what it's called where it's like the mustache that connects kind of down to your chin. I um, feel like that's the accurate name for it. I don't yeah. yeah, I don't know if it's called something else but um the horseshoe mustache, I don't know whatever. Um but yeah, he uh they yeah, they're smart. They're smart. They know how to market their shit and they knew yeah. they knew the outfit would catch attention. And I think mm-hmm. after the Lollapalooza set, I think every one of them, the band members, like, deleted everything from, like, their Instagrams or, like, deleted a bunch of stuff. And and um, at least Fred Durst did and probably Wes Borland. Uh, and then, you know, they kind of threw up the, the picture of Fred Durst with his mustache and the wig. And then Dad Vibes comes out. And it's just, yeah, it's... 
it was making waves, you know, in the attention yep. of, of people. And I mean, they've been talking about getting out another album for how long now, you know, and Is it like 11 years or some shit. Yeah. It's been like, yeah, it's been a long time since their last album. So, um, which maybe we'll talk about at the end and stuff like that. But anyways, I mean, that's dad vibes. I, I, I walk around the house going la di da all the time because it's just <laughs> yeah, <me too. laughs> so good. Um, it's, yeah, it, absolutely the best track off the album for me, too. So, um, and definitely up there for top Limp Biscuit songs, period. So, yeah. uh, turn it up, bitch. Turn it up, bitch. I mean, this song is so 2002, like, Pantene commercial. I can't. <laughs> Pantene commercial? What? It sounds like it would be the backing music to a shampoo commercial to me. <laughs> what? It's got, like, that fat-ass bass line, dude. P-H-A-T. I know. <laughs> the bass line is really cool, but also, it's such a, I, it's such a boring song. Yeah. It's such a boring song. It's so boring. And I feel like they added in enough stuff to like try and make it interesting with like little bell hits and little there's like a not a speak and spell but there's just someone talking in it for a second like there's little things that are i think are supposed to make it interesting but i I don't like it (laughs) sure it's it's not a bad track i i like um some of the more like hip-hop elements they infused into this album like versus some of the previous stuff where i don't know maybe it's just me but like they didn't they usually had like one track on an album on an album that had like a full on hip hop vibe, and then like everything else would kind of be like the formulaic formulaic like verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus done with like really high highs really low lows. But this mm. one seems to have like a quite a bit more like hip hop like beats specifically. Um, which this is kind of one of those and, uh, I don't mind yeah. it. I, I think he's, um, he's rapping like, okay. Like he's, you know, he's not, it's not anything special. You know, you're not getting no. like a masterful lyricist, but I think he's like, he's at least, you can tell he's definitely putting forth the effort to like, not just make it a whatever i guess these are the lyrics you know sort of thing it's it's uh he's adding in the humor and the you know all of all of that typical fred durst elements um to to make something be his style of rap uh which is it's different but yeah it's not the greatest it's it's definitely a change up i don't know about the shampoo commercial (laughs) but but, that's uh, what i thought of but that's a you Uh, thought of the song does end with him just saying bitch and then they like down tune it. Bitch, bitch, bitch. I love the word bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So that's cool. Um, next up we got Don't Change. I, why is this a song on the album? Don't put it don't put it on the album. No, definitely like You know, I th- Go ahead. It's just so overly processed. Yes. It's so overly produced. Why? Why? Yeah, it's it, if you haven't listened to the album, basically it's just like an acoustic jam, which like it, I don't know if there's been an acoustic song like on a Limp Biscuit record. That like I this is what I kind of wrote down was like 
even <laughs> even at Limp Biscuits limpest or their softest <laughs> they 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 never went like this soft you know and it's like yeah this is pretty fucking limp it's yeah dude your biscuits limp dude you know um it's not a bad song no like it's but well I don't think it's, it's well done but i don't think it's a limp biscuit song like no but you know what but so here's the thing though this is part of my closing thing. I had such high expectations for this album. Yeah. Way too fucking high. Of course. Like, I wanted it to be Limp Biscuit from fucking 99. Right. And that's naive to think that that's what's going to happen. You know, they're going to play to what's going to sell right now, too. And I'm sure a lot of people really like that song, Don't Change. Sure. But I, in my head, I'm like, I don't fucking want that. I want break stuff. <laughs> Why aren't we breaking stuff? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, even to touch on the production, like you mentioned, yeah, there's something about it that's like, if you're giving me an acoustic track, like just keep it acoustic and keep it like very raw sounding. But this is like so, I feel like they touched up his, his voice like a ton. Like, I, I don't know if that's just me or... But, yeah, no, I, I heard it. Okay. Because, yeah, I was just like, eh, okay, I guess, you know. I was like, okay, I'll let them have a middle-of-the-album acoustic jam. And then there's there's more to come, which is just unfortunate. But um, <laughs> that's all I got to say on that. Yeah, it's just like, don't don't put an acoustic song on the album, yeah. really. You no, know, it didn't need to be there. Um, you bring out the worst in me. This song... What do you think? Unless you had... Dude, okay, so... I kind of like it. It, yeah. it starts off really pretty, and it kind of starts off where Don't Change left off. That yes. makes sense. It's really pretty, and it's kind of out of nowhere beautiful. And then these guys, they're not old. They're not old men. Right. But Fred Durst is... I wouldn't have assumed was in his prime anymore, vocally. Right. But when this song kicks into the to the hard stuff and he starts yelling. Oh, yeah. Freddie Freddie still got it. Yeah, I was going to say this is like some $3 bill levels of screaming. Yeah. Like Holy shit. Like really guttural and like like really like screaming his heart out, which is yeah, like you said, I was like I was surprised that he could do this still sort of thing like not that yeah. not that people can't do that throughout the years and stuff like that like don't get me wrong I'm, that's not what i'm saying like but to scream on like that level when you're what is he like in his late 40s early 50s maybe now something like that and not even and even just age aside like when was the last time limp biscuit did anything exactly right you know <laughs> exactly like he, he had to have been out of practice yeah apparently not though i guess he's just fucking got it the dude's just got it right um so yeah this song is is kind of interesting i think this has also um some kind of cool tie-ins with the release and stuff i mean the it was released on halloween there's like very mm -hmm. much like a halloween tone to the to the uh song you know it talks about it it just has like thematic Halloween elements to it, you know, and stuff, which is which is kind of cool, you know, yeah. Um, and it made the song a little bit more like special in that in that sense, but 
other than that, I mean, yeah, it's a decent track, but it's not like something that I'm like, oh yeah, this is like the jam, you know? It's uh, I agree. It's just surprising that he can hit those uh, screams, you know, and do them well. I think I, it was pretty visceral. So that's yeah, uh, yeah that's I, that. I I dig I dig that song. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. Do you have anything on that one? Otherwise, we can hit the next track. No. So far, if you guys haven't listened to the album, make sure you listen to "Out of Style," "Dirty Rotten Biscuit," "Dad Vibes," and you bring out the worst in me. <laughs> <laughs> right. The rest um, of them so far, you can skip. <laughs> right. Love the hate. Uh, again, it's it's kind of a. This is the the next track off the album. Kind of a novelty song, and it's like okay you know i get what you're doing and again it's that self-aware sort of like oh fuck limp biscuit sort of thing and then the only Mm -hmm. thing i i mean they they have that humor you know in it which like it's it's basically a uh like a conversation between two people talking about limp biscuit and and then it kind of goes into this um soft like uh soft bit where fred is kind of singing you know like jokes on you um it it doesn't matter to us sort of thing and then they he says like we don't give a fuck which is like the best (laughs) i mean anytime fred like says like a like a fuck you or a we don't give a fuck or something like that with his voice i mean i'm all in for that you know i agree with that but at yeah, the end give of the me, give me a Freddy fuck and I'm happy. <laughs> give me a Freddy fuck and, and we're good. But at the end of the day, like I said at the beginning, this is kind of just a novelty track that it's like I wouldn't like re- revisit it. You know, like what's what's no. the point? It's like an in context one time kind of thing. Yes, yes. But that's that's all I got on that one. Other than uh, Fred Durst has given me a Fred ache. I think was one of the lines and. <laughs> That, that really jumped out at me. Um, the instrumental is kind of weird, though. I mean, I don't. Did you? What did you think about the instrumental on this? Like the backing track for it. Um, it sounded almost like weird vomiting, almost like bro, bro, bro. It's the is it is it the guitar that's doing that? It or is it the bass? I don't know. I, I mean, it's just some some instrument with like a heavy filter of like some bullshit on it you know yeah i feel like it's the bass and it's just it's basically doing this yeah it was it's cool though um i wouldn't it i mean it's a backing track right you know when you when you listen to it if you haven't listened to it yet you probably won't really pay attention to it very much except for when fred durst starts singing that's when i noticed all the parts and all the weird yeah. West Borland guitar shit, but it's it's fine. Right. It's fine. Yeah. I think the, the strength to these songs that we're like kind of mentioning and maybe not necessarily enjoying um, is that for the most part, it's short, you know? So like, even if it's something that's not necessarily, you know, your favorite, when you're listening to it on an album, at least it's on the shorter side. You know, for like this yeah. one and a couple of the other ones that we mentioned that were not not necessarily our favorite. 
the tracks don't overstay their welcome, really. Which no, which like for don't. something like um, um, what's that song? Uh, no sex or whatever from like uh, from one of their way back albums. Yeah. That's like five and a half minutes long or something, and it's so boring and so stupid, and you're just wanting yeah, they, it to end. They didn't, they didn't do that on this, and that was nice. Actually, you know, Love the Hate, uh, the next song, Barnacle, and then the one after that, Empty Hole, they're all under two minutes, which yeah. is good. Yeah. So with that being said, <clears throat> we can go on to Barnacle. What do you think? Why would you just remake a Nirvana song? <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't even know which Nirvana song, but it's a fucking Nirvana song. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's a little yeah. It it kind of has some grungy vibes. It also has like a modern like butt rock vibe to it, and it's just yeah, a little bit. It's not anything exciting, you know. It's just eh, it was eh. a boring song. Even like down to his inflection on his voice, though, like he doesn't sound like doesn't sound like Fred. It sounds like you're yeah. trying to sound like Kurt Cobain. Sure, and I don't get it. Sure, it's fine. It yeah. was a fine song. Nothing special though, and it's definitely been done before. Yeah, it again. It just doesn't. It doesn't feel like Limp Biscuit. It feels like Limp Biscuit trying to do something else, like you said. So, yeah, yeah, it's. Just not that good. So, no. um, <laughs> so that was a better way of putting it. So, uh, it's just em- not that good. Yeah, empty holes. The next one, another acoustic song. Another Don't. acoustic song, and it's just not good. It, it like it's good, but like yeah, it's, I- again. We don't. Need I, this. I do want to say they, they're. It's good. It's a good song. Uh, yeah. I don't think this one. This one kind of sounds like. I didn't like this one as much. Like, the quality is good, and if you like acoustic music, it's fine. But this sounded to me like a, an acoustic Buck Cherry song. Yeah, definitely. Like a like a, like a a bar band was playing a Buck Cherry song, but there's only one guy just playing it acoustic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Not my, not my favorite. It doesn't need to be on here, really. Right, right. Um... Yeah, it's just not it's just not interesting. Like and again to like put out a Okay, they they can do what they want, obviously. This is just me saying like, you know, as a as a fan of their music for the most part, you know, you know, 10 years between albums or whatever and then you come back and yes, there are some good tracks. Uh but then like Three of them are basically acoustic jams that yep. no one wants to hear Limp Biscuit do, you know? <laughs> like Maybe that's part of the joke. Maybe they did it on purpose. Exactly. I, I see you never know. I I think they're they are very self aware enough to know that that is probably the case. But who knows? You know? We'll we'll see. Not but me. um yeah, we don't we don't necessarily enjoy that though. So, anyways, we can move on to uh, Pill Popper. Pill Popper. I kind of like this song. It's, it, it's it kind of a like, jam. It kind of gives me Rob Zombie vibes with the just sure. the downbeat guitars. It's it, a little Rob Zombie ish. I, I I like it. I like this one a lot actually. 
I also yeah. like it when he goes, you fucking bitch. I don't know. I like the word bitch. Yeah. <laughs> we know. We know. It's a good um, fucking word. Uh, yeah, it's... um. I was scared this was going to be like uh, some sort of anti-vax song, though, in the beginning, which I got, I got like really scared. Like uh, <laughs> I, when he talks, when he started talking about like medicine and stuff like that, I think it's probably a, just about like I don't know substance abuse or like you know something like that, where just give me anything to like numb whatever shit I'm going through, and then. Cause it's all like, give me my medicine and you know, all that stuff. And yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that kind of, um, yeah, people, people kind of attack that, um, a lot, which is, yeah, it's, it's something, you know, I guess I don't want to talk about the like potential politics of, um, taking medicine versus not taking medicine, but, um, um, I just got scared. I was like, Fred, don't be an anti-vaxxer, please. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would have been a real bummer. <laughs> which, who knows, maybe he is. If so, come on, Fred. That's fine, as long as I don't have to hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, just do it behind closed doors. Yeah, be an idiot on your own time. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but this this song kind of goes hard, you know. it's it's uh, It's not a bad track. By any means, you know that fucking West Borland riff again. The boop 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 and wee. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that is exactly what it sounds like. But it's such a it's so West Borland. Yeah, it's so good. Which is I, which is what I wanted, man. I just wanted all the West Borland riffs, you know. And yeah. we got them, we got them. But I, you know, I wish there was more. There's um, just so much fluff in between. Yeah, there is. Uh, we could talk about the next track then. Uh, snacky poo, dude. The beginning of this track makes me laugh so hard. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's just Fred Durst opening a, I don't know, a bag of chips or something and eating it, and then just going, mm. Mm. <laughs> dude, that shit, and like it's on like an expensive ass mic. You can tell it sounds like so clean and crisp and yeah <laughs> dude this song made me laugh the first it's time just i heard fucking it eating fritos <laughs> right and um kind of a uh kind of a banger of a little uh hip-hop mm-hmm. joint i i like this i like this song you know yeah I, I do too i think it's really good and it had cool little additives like it's it's I mean, I guess maybe it's tacky. I'm not really sure. But when they put the like crickets talking or not talking, but the crickets making noise. Yeah. The part I'm talking about. Yep. Little, little things, because, again, this this is just a hip hop song where it's just it's very repetitive. But yeah. this one, as opposed to what was the other more hip hop one that we talked about? Uh, sh- Shut up, bitch. Or... Turn it up, bitch. Turn, it's, turn uh, it up, bitch. Yeah. This one, this one didn't bore me. I also yeah. really like the like the compression and the clarity on his vocals, which, like you said, you can tell he was using a really expensive microphone. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah, it's it feels I, and I like love it that, when right? he goes. I love it when he goes. You need a snacky poo. It's just so <laughs> stupid. It's so stupid. I've seen Fight Club eighty-seven times, or whatever that one line is. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. 
goodness. Yeah, you know what? And it's and uh, they kept it really simple with the with the um, with the backing beat. They they use a sample, a drum sample called um, it's from a song called "Impeach the President." It's a very like hip hop has used this sample to death uh, drum uh, loop and uh, the little kind of horn stabs, I guess you can say, uh, mm-hmm. to like have the the sort of voice of the track. Uh, I like it. It keeps it simple and it's a nice, it, it's just a nice little hip hop track. And again, it tacks on this like interview with Wes Borland, quote unquote, at the end, which is. Yeah, that was kind of a fun little bit they put in. It is funny. And again, it's one of those things, though, where it's like similar to like their albums of the past where their intros and outros and stuff like that. It's like, sure, I'll listen to this once, but like I'm not going to sit there and listen for two and a half minutes. Fred Durst pretending to be an interviewer and Wes Borland just going. Yep. yep. <laughs> like, I d- it is it is kind of funny though like he says like one of the band name names wrong and he's like oh no i meant i meant this band name or something and he like it seems very like it does seem kind of candid like it doesn't it doesn't seem scripted which is it seems like they're just kind of messing around in the studio sort of thing which mm-hmm. i'm sure yeah. that's how it came about but um yeah again it's kind of a novelty thing where it's funny the first time and then it's just kind of like I'm I'm not going to listen to this again, you know. Yeah, I agree. So, but the first run through, it was it was fun. It was funny. Yeah, it was it was good. But uh that snacky poo just mm, that's the best part. It's the best part on this album is just mm, the chips. West Borland going, "Yep. Yes. That's my favorite part." I'm just kidding. Uh and then we move on to Goodbye, which is Here's the deal. I didn't like this song when I first no. listened to it. But here's what the conclusion that I came to. Limp Bizkit, for years, were the people that were making fun of boy bands and whatnot. Yeah. And I know I, it's a factual statement when I say that Limp Bizkit, or I, I'm, I apologize. It's a factual statement when I say Fred Durst is not a real person you know what i mean he (laughs) well let me let me explain what i mean by that his persona and the way he acts is that's not him he said it before like that's a that's a stage act so i feel like in in a in a weird way this was limp biscuit coming full circle to be like look i know that we made fun of 98 degrees and backstreet boys (laughs) but like we can do it too it's fine music yeah i i just feel like he just is is growing up and like maybe like shaking hands with his enemies (laughs) that's a great better way of saying it i think that is a perfect way to put a a stamp on the record yeah and a perfect way to say that is yeah it's it's limp biscuit being like all right whatever you know here's the here's our here's our version of the shit we made fun of and we're sorry maybe i don't know (laughs) yeah because i mean this is like I don't like this song. No, uh, it's not. It's not my favorite song, but it's really well done. Like yes. Limp Biscuit is is 
I, I feel like such a douchebag saying this. <laughs> Lip Biscuit, they're so versatile. They can do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying that sounded fucking dumb. I mean, they're they're good. I mean, honestly, they're all good musicians. And we talked about that during like the Woodstock 99 uh, episode because that's when I was like coming to know for the first time really limp biscuit and it seems like a band that would just be such a like fuck up band like drunk and drugged out and fucking yeah you know whatever they kind of stumbled into this shit but then you watch them and i mean if they were if they were drunker on drugs like you couldn't tell because they were so fucking tight together and they Mm -hmm. they work so well with each other and, I feel uh, like there's no way that they could have done that because everything, every move that they've made throughout their careers, everything they do is so precise yeah. and like so planned and well thought out. I really, I've said this before on other episodes. I think Fred Durst might be one of the smartest people to ever enter into the Hollywood scene. Yeah. <laughs> He's, True, he, truly, I mean that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, he certainly knew how to market himself. I, I, I know that for sure. Um, <clears throat> especially with just signature looks and like, yep. you know, he, everybody knows the red fucking baseball cap, you know, and all that stuff. And, and now he has this new sort of, you know, dad look that he jumps on stage with. And um, it's, in, it'll be interesting to see if they like continue to, kind of put on that sort of face if they well, you know do so ooh, so here's the here's the conclusion that i came to at the end of this album yeah so the last song is called goodbye right and it's a it's a pop song you know which is what this band was built on was making fun of pop bands sure. and doing the complete fucking opposite and just being general assholes to the population that like that so I almost wonder if the end of this being that they came full circle and made that pop song and named it goodbye. I almost wonder if they're done. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, which would make sense, <clears throat> I suppose. Yeah. I know they stopped uh they stopped some of their their most recent dates. I think it was because of COVID. Like I think they just were like Nah, fuck this too much. Like, yep. <laughs> I think, I think they kind of, they did Lollapalooza. They did a couple other festivals, and then it was just like, eh, nope, too scary. Um, which I don't go outside, so I I get it. But um, yeah, I mean that would be interesting. I I uh, I wonder, yeah, if this is just kind of the ride, the ride into the the sunset before the credits fucking roll for Limp Biscuit, you know? And yeah, I'm curious to see because like, what is he gonna wear a fucking wig the rest of his life? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. I guess time will tell. Um, f- but uh, for now, I mean, this is. Limp Biscuit, this is still sucks. Uh, I think the album can kind of be summed up just like any other album we did previously. Uh, for the most part, it's like the songs that hit really hit for me, but then the some some of the stuff in between, some of the odds and ends are just kind of like, eh, I okay. 
What I'm saying is I could probably take the best of from like $3 bill to significant other to hot dog, uh, chocolate starfish, hot dog flavor water. And this album, I haven't listened to the albums in between, but I've heard their trash. Plus I don't think they had West Borland. Um, <clears throat> but take some of those songs. And I think you could probably make a, a perfect like 15 track album that just was like, this is all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we've we've come to an end of our limp biscuit adventure. Our biscuits are limp, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we we made it. We did it. <clears throat> so that was limp biscuit. Still sucks. Uh, I think for anybody who's been a fan, or you know, if you listen to our past episodes and and stuff, and you've got this far and you haven't listened to the album, it's worth like a once through, and then just pick your favorites from there and put those on repeat um but uh yeah maybe we'll make a little playlist and just be like here's here's all you need to know for limp biscuit yep <laughs> what limp else get the complete collection the complete collection right um what else do you gotta say josh or is that everything uh if anybody has any limp biscuit vinyl records mail them to me because they're really expensive and hard to find right uh, I hope you're staying safe. It's not, I don't, depending on where you live, it's not great out there. No. <laughs> Get your boosters if you can. I'm going to. Me if too. you haven't got your first vaccine, fucking, it was a good time three months ago. <laughs> it's an even better time now. Yes. And that's, that's about it. it. That's it. Limp Biscuit forever. Mm-hmm.